don't know how it's going to go. I was Richie when my mom was mad at me. Richie. Rich, Richie. And then my family. Because. No one ever believes it. I say Drew. They're like, Andrew? No, just Drew. Just Drew. And, and, it, and it's spelled D R U. Yeah, so it's like, oh, really? that's yeah. gonna be yeah. You, you no should put the little D and the little dots uh-huh. above the U. That's oh, actually no, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. What in East Dallas is going on? I'm Camille. I'm Rich. Hey, Rich. Who do we have with us today? Okay, look, it's the beginning of school, you know, like uh, here uh, next week or coming up. Yeah, about 10 days, 10 days. 10 days. Oh, from the time of this recording. Yes, from the time of the recording. Yeah, so obviously uh, we talked about my kiddo plays uh, baseball over at Woodrow, right, Canaan. Yeah. And, you know, I got to know uh, Coach Jonathan Fish. Uh, who is the head uh, AD, athletic director over there. Woodrow Wilson. Yes. And so, welcome to the show, um, yeah, welcome. first of all. Appreciate it. I'm hey, and you here. have some uh, friends with you, too. I, I do. Other coaches. I do. I do. I have other coaches. I've got, actually, our assistant AD here, okay. uh, Hunter Hensler. He's he's also our defensive coordinator for the football program. Yeah, the, my man. Uh, the head, head boys track coach. Yeah. I've got our offensive coordinator and uh, tra- assistant track coach, Drew Smith, with us today. Hey, oh, welcome to the show. Welcome, guys. So, Drew, Drew, it's DRU, guys. Yeah. <laughs> DRU. Weird, I know. So, hey, guys, thank you for, for doing this. And, and look, can we call you Coach? No, I'm just Please, kidding. Please, yeah. yeah. Wait, you, you better put something behind you or you're going to Coach have Fish? All of us. We all say yes. Yes. John? That, John there, you go. there you go. You know, when you and I were talking a while back, like during the season and stuff, I got to know you quite well, actually. And man, it is incredibly difficult, Camille, to create a great program in a high school. Oh, like, I can just imagine. Yeah. It's just hard because of how the kids are growing up. Am I right? You're yeah. not wrong. You're not wrong. But you have sort of like flipped that upside down and you're, you've welcomed it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It is probably the hardest profession as far as, you know, creating culture and creating things because you don't, you don't, you don't pick, you know, the kids that you're dealing with, you you know, the kids that come to your school or kids that are zoned to come to your school. And so whatever background they're coming from, whatever socioeconomic status they're coming from, uh, you don't really have a choice in that. Right. Especially here where we live. That's right. That's right. And so, this profession is such a unique thing in the sense of, you know, not only are you dealing with teenagers that are going through the stages of life of things that, man, and in, in in an ever-changing world that, you know, facing things and challenges at home or just in their social life or just school in general, but you're also having kids that are all coming from different backgrounds and different, you know, experiences and, and sure. they come together every day, right? Under one building, under one roof and under one name. And so, uh, what really gets you know at the heart of this is the adults and the the people and the professionals you put in here with these kids. It's got to be a calling. It's got to be something that goes much deeper than just you know a job. It's not you know this isn't a there's no time clock that you're yeah. checking in. It it's not a nine to five. It's it's a calling that you have on your heart and your life. And and for me personally, you know it's this is what I believe I was created to do. And so when that's kind of behind what you're doing. It goes a little deeper. So, you know, we talk. You're about, saying the, the, the money is not there. <laughs> I'm not. The passion I mean, has to be <laughs> there, not the money. Well, listen, I, I tell every person that thinks about getting into education, they always go to the money. And here's what I have yeah. told everyone I started my career in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I think last time I looked, they were like 48th out of, you know, the 50 yeah, like states. Yeah, like almost dead last in pay yeah. and standard and all these things. Listen. A young John Fish getting his first teaching and coaching job. Guys, I thought I was rich. 
I thought, <laughs> man, I saw $2,000 on that paycheck for a month's work. And I, man, I ate so many Little Caesars pizzas and pl- like yeah, bought a did. new video game. <laughs> I had a truck. Life was good, right? Oh, I yeah. think it's all about priority, right? I didn't, yeah. I, again, that calling, I, I didn't, I never dreamed of being a millionaire. I dreamed of having an impact on our world. Wow. And whatever that yeah. looks like, you know, that's what was important. And so sure. I tell those educators or young educators, young coaches, you're not going to, I've never missed a meal. Yeah. My kid, my kids, they, they are How many kids well you fed. I have two kids. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, Jackson wow. and Jason. You're in the heat of it. Brother, mm-hmm. I'm in it, man. I'm in it. And, and, and I just tell people, my wife's in education as well. Okay. Um, we've never missed a meal. Yeah. We've, we, now, I drove up in a Toyota Corolla. It ain't it ain't flashy, but it gets me from point A to point B. Man, the air conditioner works great. In hey, this you hot know what? Texas the gas heat. mileage on those gas things. mileage yeah. is and, awesome, and they last forever. Yeah. You know what? Toyotas. I'm happy, right? Yeah. I'm happy. My life is good. Like yeah. I, you know, and so, you know, I just tell people all the Maybe. time, like, man, you, you, it's all about the priorities you placed sure. in your life, and and you know, and there's some people that like can have that and and still go be millionaires. And man, kudos to those people. I hope they'll come back and and come to our our, our booster club golf tournament and give us a little money, <laughs> man, to help these kids. But uh-huh. the reality is, at the end of the day, man, we're all doing great. We get to do something that impacts the world in a way that not very many people get to do. Yeah. And man. Our job is so exciting. We have no idea. Every single day when we yeah. step on campus, what we're going to face. Now, right? I have to say something. I commend you all for coaching on the high school level and yeah. all coaches out there because, you know, at high school, you've got kids that are coming to, into their own personality. Yeah. They've got attitudes, peace of mind. But unlike in college where they're 18 and they won't even talk to the parents right it all goes to the kids you still have to also deal with the parents oh yeah so you've got two different dynamics here that you have to yeah. work with oh yeah that is so difficult i mean it's incredibly difficult and then think about the impact that you guys have in each kid's individual yeah. life as after yeah. school right because I played sports in high school, and right. I can name every one of my coaches in the impact that they made in my life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Hey, you know, we uh, it's kind of Gosh. funny. I got to talk. We we had That's our pressure. It, dude, yeah, it, it's a lot. And, and you know, I look at all of those opportunities. Though I believe in in relationships. Like that, it, it kind of feeds my soul. Like it was funny. Like yesterday, I was I'd woken up and I told these guys like when I came in the office, like I don't know why, man. I'm just feeling like kind of low energy, whatever. Like I had a kid walk through. And I just had a 30-second interaction, and it was almost like I felt something different when I walked away. And it was wow. like, but that, that relationship feeds your soul. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's not just the relationship with the kids. It's also with the parents, mm-hmm. like, like, the, like our community here in East Dallas. Yeah. Like, there are so many great people. There's so many parents here that just want great for their kids. They want great for all the kids. Yeah. And the support that you get, I mean, that's not to say you don't have problems, Right. Right. I just tell our coach all the time, like, we're fighting the right problems, man. Yeah. Like, every man, every kid, you know, every parent wants their kid to be the starter. They want them to be the star, yes. all those things. Yeah. But the reality is, is like, you wanted those parents, right? You you want parents that care. You want parents that want best for their kids and want success. Right. Yep. We'll deal with those. It's the parents when they're either absent or they're just right. so far, you know, away from what's actually going on that they don't really have any perspective on the reality of supporting what's happening at the mm-hmm. school. Yeah. You know, those are the parents. That's that's the hard stuff, right? But in reality, you know, a place like Woodrow, 
there's just, the, the community support there is unbelievable. so it's unbelievable. And, and there's a yearning for that. Right. And I, so I think, you know, sometimes I, in the past year, I've talked a lot about, you know, the leadership that stepped in over the past year and just when a, a perfect storm can come together where their community supports and wants and yearns for people to just dive into the community and the kids and the campus and all that stuff. Wow. And then you get it, man, look out because special things are about to happen. And in one year's time, we've seen that. I mean, we've seen just unbelievable growth in our programs. And just like I said, you know, the people, you know, that not, not that you measure, you know, people outside of us noticing us, but it's happening, right? You know, we're on, you know, media outlets and different people want to talk. And even just within our peer group of coaches, you know, we're going, Hey man, what the heck's going on over at Woodrow? Like we've seen y'all everywhere now. Like, wow. That's cool, man. It means, hey, something's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. We got to double down on, you know. You know what's funny? I, I came from, uh, we, we moved from Flower Mound, okay? And the kids were in the Flower Mound School District there. And guys, I'm going to tell you all right now, the, the involvement here at Woodrow is, man, I mean, it's triple what it was there. And socioeconomic status has nothing to do with mm-hmm. wanting your kids to nope. be successful. No. No, no because okay. I think... I mean, if you're a parent, a good parent, you want the best for your kids, right? right. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, we do have the option of putting Kane in, in a private school. Mm-hmm. He was. He used to be in mm-hmm. private school, but I wasn't going to do that to him. Well, we, we appreciate you for that. <laughs> I mean, but, 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 he's, but seriously, Camille, he's the one of the reasons why. Obviously, you told me about Woodrow, and you're like, uh, that's a great school. Yeah. But when we stepped into Woodrow the parent involvement was shocking. Mm. We, we didn't really believe it. And the thing first. about Woodrow, though, in East Dallas is the parent involvement is obviously for their kid. Everyone watches sure. out for their kid. Sure. Yeah. But the community here is all, they're about like all those kids. Yep. And yeah. they do things to support all those kids and those kids that maybe don't have what their kids have. That's, I see that so much here. No it's, doubt. Well, and it shows with, there's not been one time where I didn't reach out to you and you didn't get back with me. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of the, the, you know, I came from Frisco where, I mean, you know, you talk about Flower Mound. Yeah, and great Frisco, school. It's great schools yeah. everywhere, you know. Um, you know, you talk about socioeconomics. I mean, you know, I was kind of on a school that was kind of on the, most of our kids came over from Little Elm and it was kind of an interesting, kind of unique place there too. But the reality was, is, you know, you realize that socioeconomics really has nothing to do like with what you said, the parent involvement or the support and those things of that nature. Mm -hmm. What makes this thing so special here is that what you're saying is, it's not, yes, it is about their kid, but it's really about every kid and creating a culture in a school where every kid is seen, every kid is supported. Um, you know, most of the parent conversations I have are, you know, when it comes to Dylan, even with their own kid, it's, it's you know, a lot of the conversations are about, you know, are we putting in place things that, yes, they're going to help my kid, but they're also going to help all the other kids on the team. Right. Too. I've had wow. so many countless conversations with parents where they may be coming in for their kid and something that may or may not be going on. And it somehow turns into what should be that way for the kid that my kid, you know, when my kid leaves, they, they should get that too. And so it's been really cool to see that because they do care, right? It isn't just about your kid in the four years that he's in the school and, and then he graduates and, you know, sayonara, we're moving out of town and hope that school does well. There's a support here. I get, man, I get more support from parents that don't even have kids in the school. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy. What does that and, tell you? I mean, yeah. I mean, this East Dallas community is, it needs to be protected. But I think the other side of that too is more people need to know. And that's the biggest thing that I've noticed over this past year is like, 
you know, and just self-admittedly, whenever the job came open a year ago, I guess a year and a half now. Yeah, because you're new, by the way. Technically, yeah. I mean, I mean you, you know, you got I, one full. I got one full year. <laughs> yeah, and but but I think you know, I always I try to tell tie in the story of how I got to Woodrow because, you know, I, the school I was at, Frisco Lone Star High School. I mean, we we the school opened in 2010, so it's kind of a brand new school. Within a five year window, we were playing the state championship game, Golly. and we grew that into just a monster. And it obviously helped. We had some pretty good kids, right? They yeah. were pretty dang good. But the reality was, is the guy I was working under, you know, we, we were so aligned in understanding that it's not about what you're coaching. It's how you're coaching it. It's not about what kids walk through your door. It's how you interact with them. It's how you go, you know, and win their heart. It's the relationship that you build with them. That is when wow. you, something changes. And, and we saw that and I've seen it work. Now it took us a, you know, there were some, some thin years there. I, I was going to say, I mean, there's been, there was challenges. There were. Yeah. yeah. And, and it took time. I mean, the, the first couple of years, I mean, they're getting their brains beat in a little bit, trying to get this thing going, but right. whatever you build this over time, you see an entire culture takeover of when kids walk through your door regardless of my skill level of who i am or you love and you care about me as a person not mm. a player right and we talked about uh-huh. our coaches our coaches yesterday about that these aren't these aren't players that are on your team these are people people right you bring up a good point how do you as the ad get other coaches to buy into that philosophy because i can tell you right now each coach has their own personality their own philosophy of how they coach yep. Right, mm-hmm. which uh, some coaches are really good. You know, uh, Drew, mm-hmm. Dru, <laughs> you still would, you should put two dots. I say two <laughs> dots would be good. It's like a check thing, Czechoslovakian. How do you say that? Czech- uh, Czechoslovakian. Yes. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Is that what you're looking for? German, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, every coach is different in that regard, and so like. A lot of coaches, they, they can adjust to each individual player, but most don't. Right. How do you, how do you make that? I don't, I mean, yeah. that's so, so hard. One of the things that, you know, I learned, and again, I, you know, I, I, everything I know I learned, I mean, I think God has given me some, some gifts that, you know, like I said, there's a reason I do this. And, sure. But I also think that, you know, one thing that I learned growing, you know, going, growing through this and growing as an assistant is you're only going to be as good as the people you have around you. Mm. Like I cannot do it all on my own. There you go. Drew. Um, no doubt. And no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was quick to quick on that one. But, but the reality was when I got the job, it was, man, I've got to find my guys. I got to yeah. find the dudes that I'm going to be able to get in here and do this with me. And, right. um, you know, Drew and Hunter, I mean, they're, they're, they're my guys. Right. And, and they, they're, they're my guys, not because Drew's the smartest football coach or the greatest track coach Hunter isn't in here because he's, you know, coaching in the Olympics and, you know, winning, you know, coaching Usain Bolt, like they're in here because they have a same vision and philosophy when it comes to kids, right? And now they're great coaches and they're amazing at what they do. But the reality is the heart of who they are is they want to impact kids. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're not, you know, I have 30, I counted yesterday, we have 38 coaches on staff. Not all 38 are going to have that same vision, right? Like Mm -hmm. you said, they're going to come in with different personalities, different agendas, different views, different things they want to do. You know, but when you start, especially in year one with a core group, right? So really I've I've got, I hired, you know, my first three hires were these two guys, another guy, Chris Ramirez, who also is an East Dallas guy. Um, 
they were very aligned in what we were trying to do. And mm-hmm. we didn't talk about state championships. We didn't talk. We're going to win, right? Winning is a byproduct of doing uh, things yeah. that, Great the program. right way, right? Yeah. That, 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 that's a byproduct. Yeah. Um, when the main idea, when, when your core group of, uh, of individuals that are in this are all aligned, special things happen. And so, you know, obviously in year one, not all the coaches that were on staff are still on staff, right? Yeah, there, we, won't get, into yeah, 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 yeah. we <laughs> won't get into that too much. But be, because, you know, there has been some hiccups, sure, you know, for, sure. for you, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But but that change is not a bad thing, though. Not at all. And, and I think that's always – I mean, that's – First of all, that's just the state of education right sure. now, right? I mean, you're talking about the profession we're in is not. I mean, this is a very mobile, you know, yeah. profession right now. It's under attack. It's it, there's a lot of things that are hard about doing this job, and people don't want to stay in it. And the reality is, is that I think each year you keep adding to that and keep building the the vision and philosophy of why you're here. You know, last year we had our all coaches meeting, and I could tell within you know, five minutes of me explaining the vision of our athletic program that half the room was sitting there rolling their eyes, right? Like, well, those people are not going to make it very long. Listen, man, I I love kids and I am a, a, you know, I'm going to pour into people. I I, I believe in that. That's who I am. But I also believe in doing a job at an extremely high standard. Yeah. Kids deserve that, right? Yeah. And so uh, when you have those two things together, you know, I knew right then, Louis, those coaches like, yeah, you ain't going to last very long in this, man. Because I'm also not going to take any – these guys will tell you, you know, there's another side to me that, man, if you ain't doing it and you ain't meeting the standard and you're not doing the things we need to do to be able to get the kids what they deserve, then you ain't going to be here. Right. It's pretty right. simple, man. And so – and not to say that I'm looking to fire people. I'm not. Right. But right. but we we are we, – it goes deeper than a philosophy. It's a belief system. It is something that is ingrained in our hearts that – that this is what we're doing. This is not something we calculated and did the data on and, oh, I think the percentage and the probability of the No, man, this is deeper than that. And so right. you keep adding to it, and you're going to, in this business, you're going to have hiccups. You're going to have things. And I think for any, probably any leader in any business, any business I, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? You're going to have employees that work out and some that yep. don't. But at the end of the day, you keep adding to it and keep knowing that, you know, you're only going to be as good as the people you're continuing to add and the people that are already in place continuing to grow and I think that's kind of where we're at now when we look at our coaching staff and we, and we look at the campus as a whole between me and Miss Barnett our principal who does an amazing job of allowing us to, to do what we do and to support us and uh, we support them you know there's such a, a two-way street there for us that you know you keep adding to it you keep growing coaches and and you look up and hopefully three to five years and oh my goodness this thing looks completely different than it was yeah, yeah. Y- you know um, Drew with you did you come were you here before him? No, no. I okay, came so in with him. With him. Yeah. Okay. He hired him. Did you have that same philosophy like yourself, like internally, before you even came Yeah, over? And, and I think that's what made it such a great fit in a mesh is there was not like a, a change of me or a change, uh, you know, a, a doing from him that I had to change something or I had to be someone different. Like, yeah. I, I believe the same exact thing that John Fish believes. Sure. And that's why five minutes into our interview – it was like, yeah, this is this is going to work out. I mean, yeah. again, we didn't have to talk football. It wasn't about football because it is about leading young men and growing young men. And that's what this is about. Like he said, I've, I've coached college football. The best thing about high school football is, uh, compared to the college football world is you get to actually change the young men. Right. They are who they are for the most part. College. college. They still have some growing to sure. do. But when they're in high school – 
they don't know what they don't know. No. They haven't experienced life. <laughs> yeah. And we get to actually be a huge part of that, more more so than some parents. I mean, that's just the oh, reality yeah. that's sometimes. Yeah. Impact on so whenever I can see five minutes in an interview and I knew nothing about Woodrow, I knew nothing about John Fish, that five minutes into it, we believe the same thing. We talk the same way. I know that this is going to be a great fit. I know that he cares and loves kids, yeah. but in return, he also cares and loves us. Yeah. yeah. He wants the best for us. I can work for that dude any day of the week. So that I think you just said the word cares, right? In order to get a kid, like you just said, like in high school to change, you have to let them know that you care mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I talked about that. Yep. It's like, and um, that is a big deal. It's yeah. like that relationship yeah. part. Because if you don't care. Huge. Yeah. Well, why are you there? Yeah. 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 Well, and I talk to coaches about that all the time. I mean, and that's, you know, it's funny. So we just had freshman camp. I'll give you a perfect example, right? We had freshman camp, and I told all our coaches, I said, I do not want to see one kid out here doing up-downs. And they all looked at me like, what? Like, what do you mean? Explain to everybody what up-down Okay, an up-down is basically where you get your feet hot, you kind of jog in place, you pop your whistle, and a kid has to drop down, hit his chest, pop back up as fast as he can and keep going, right? So you do like a little, you, you go yeah, down, you do like yeah. a little, little push-up, up, and get back up and keep yeah. it going. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, <laughs> like a, 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 a modified yeah. burpee. Okay. After a few, why don't you, everyone at home, I want you just to do that like <laughs> five <laughs> times. Do it like five times. Do it one time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> that, now, like, you, generally coaches utilize that as, as a, as a, tool. Uh, yeah, it, we always say it, and it, we say yeah. it an improvement tool, right? Yeah, it an improvement tool. I told this coach, I said, we're not going to do that. Right, mm-hmm. we, we're not gonna do that. Well, why? Because they don't know us yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. Right. right. If yeah. if these kids come in here and the first thing they get is up downs and drill sergeant and dude, they don't and even hate know, it. They don't even know who you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Build a relationship with them. Yeah. Get to know who they are, man. We, I mean, and it's so awesome. Just in a five day period, I mean, we're already having conversations in the offices about these kids and how, like, the different personalities and and, and the kids are doing the same thing about us. Absolutely, right. Yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. so when that happens and you get yeah. to spend that time, right? And so six months from now, yeah, man, we'll we'll go through a boot camp in the spring. Yes, you it will. Is amazing. <laughs> I, it is my favorite thing in the world, not because we yell at them and make them do stuff like they're in the in the army, but because you see how it tran- that relationship translates into investment. Mm-hmm. And these kids know like every one of these coaches wants the best for us. So even though I don't like what's happening right now, yeah. I'm going to do it because I'm in. Yes. Yeah. I'm all in. And I've he cares. Always, yeah, I've always said like kids, yes, they need to respect adults but adults need to respect kids sure right. and that is lost with some people 100 percent. and it's terrible yeah. because you want a kid to respond to you yes right get them to respect you and yeah. they will yeah. respect them and they will respond they'll do everything to try to please you that's right but that's if right. you lose that you're you've done. lost them nope it's called relations relational equity relationship yeah. equity yeah. you have to put in before you can take out uh, yes and i think there's a mindset and i don't know i'm i'm 37 so i'm not you know i'm I've still got a lot of learning to do in life but dude i'm 43 and <laughs> i'm I not saying real, my age <laughs> i just realized how dumb i am just a couple years back well you know that's what i yeah no doubt i, I learn every day my wife's quick to remind me yeah. um but but one thing that i think i i'm, I'm just i've i've been very aware of is 
we talk about the different types of kids coming to our school, right? Yeah. They're all coming from different situations, right? Mm-hmm. We do have kids that walk in. It's yes, sir. No, sir. It's, it, it wouldn't matter because they have been raised with, if it's an adult, you respect them. Sure. You, you give them that, but that's not the majority of kids. And listen, and, and we talk, I talk to this to some new coaches have been coaching a lot longer than me. And, and, they don't always have the same mindset of that, of understanding what you're saying, that respect is something that's kind of... It, it's mutual. I, I hate two-way to, street. I, yeah, yeah. And I hate to say the term earned because I think, you know, I always talk to coaches about trust versus suspicion, right? Like, I want to approach people with trust from the from the get-go, right? right? Because if I'm, tr- if I'm coming from trust, then I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt in all situations until you give me a reason not to. This is kind of the same thing, right? Like, if, if a kid is coming to us with trust immediately, that's awesome. Those kids are easy. Right. But most kids are coming to us immediately suspicious. Either they've mm-hmm. had an experience yeah. that wasn't great with an adult. Yeah. They, they're coming from a home where maybe you don't know the chaos and turmoil yeah. they're in right now. Right. And their socioeconomics has nothing to do with it, right? No. There's some of these kids going, parents are getting divorced. Yep. Uh, dad's got a gambling problem. Mom's, mom's yeah. got a drinking problem. You don't know what you don't know, right? Right. And so the reality is, is that these kids, we need to understand we're, we're gaining their love and their trust, but we're going to give it to them freely. Wow. We're going to give them right. that until they give us a reason not to, right? Mm-hmm. And even in that case, we're going to come in with grace, with yeah. love, with understanding. I want you to think back to 16-year-old John Fish, because that dude, boy, I had a lot of issues, right? I had a lot of problems, and had I not had great men and great coaches in my life that were giving me that love and giving yeah. me that, that care and, and support, man, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now with you all yeah. today. So. Yeah. Right. You know, we have to approach kids that way and understand that, man, you're not just going to get it because you think you are you, you deserve it. Right. That's not the world we live in mm-hmm. anymore. And so, um, and it's not, and people want to talk about, oh, the yeah, kids have changed, generation. They have changed. They have they, so much pressure on them. They have. And we, they, we talked about you know, it today. They're so yeah. stressed now. Man, we were, we were in the office earlier telling stories about in high school and how quickly it was easy for a rumor to happen. I'm sure y'all remember. You oh, know, yeah. You know, Katie over there, so-and-so, you know, and, and it would go around your high school, right? You go around your high school, and it would suck for a few days, but generally it'd kind of move on. Or, or you know, you just kind of get a nickname, and you move on, and life goes on, you graduate, you go to college. These kids, their high school is the entire world. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the entire world, from their phones to social media yep. to everything they're in it. Can you imagine? No. Living every single day with that amount of pressure on you Mm-mm. to not screw up, to not be... A 14-year-old kid with zits all over your face trying to figure out why this hair is growing out of your body for the first time and why you smell the way you smell and everything yeah. else going on and then worried about having something happen in, in the entire night. What pressure, yeah. man. It is so much. And I mean, I yeah, I couldn't. I wouldn't do good in no. today's. Yeah. I tell you what, we're, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. And, and maybe uh, Coach Fish will give us some predictions about how they're going to do this year. Yeah, well, oh let's talk about some of the stars in Woodrow's hat. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? but this is great, though. Uh, man, you guys, this is awesome. So we will be right back with uh, Head Athletic Director of Woodrow High School, Jonathan Fish. All right. Did you know that East Dallas has over 200,000 residents? And over 1.1 million visitors every single month. And And you you have the the opportunity opportunity to reach them. If you're interested in partnering up with us on the website, visit eastdallas.com. Or on this show at What in East Dallas is Going On. Connect with us. Our email is connect at visiteastdallas.com. That's connect 
at visiteastdallas.com. Thank you for supporting the show, and thank you for being a part of East Dallas. And Camille, we're back. We're back with Coach Fish. Coach Jonathan Fish, AD, Athletic Director of Woodrow Wilson High School. Yeah. I mean, thanks for doing this. Thank y'all for letting us. So there's nothing that makes me happier than talking about Woodrow. So. Dude, this is <laughs> no seriously. We took our little break here, and I bet you we talked for 45 minutes. Yeah, definitely. Unbelievable. This is how passionate this guy guy is about this stuff. I yeah. mean, with you, Drew, and and yourself, uh-huh. Hunter. I mean, you know, this is like, so, oh man, I'm like, this is like right up my alley. <laughs> He can come on here and host the show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right? we, we get a weekly segment going, man. That's be great. Dude, you're in. Hopefully your <laughs> listeners won't fall off, but <laughs> we'll have a good time. No. Uh, so Hayes does a really go- good job of editing edit, the Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. So, so let's talk about Woodrow. Woodrow. The school. Yeah. I mean, there's, look, the culture stuff, you guys are doing fantastic. We but, appreciate it. But there is a huge history here. So we have Coach Hunter Hensler. And, HH. Yeah, it's alliteration. Right. Yeah. What is your middle name? Justice. Justice. (laughs) That's not a joke. Justice. Dude, honestly, if I was growing up, I would just call me Justice. That's what I would say. Yeah. Looking back on it, I'm like, why did I never do that growing up? You start going by Justice, and at 30 something, it's too late now. HJH. Yes. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you know a lot about uh, history because he's joining. So he was off the mic before Drew was on the mic, but then um, you know you're gonna come on and talk to us a little bit about history because I did not know that there were two Heisman Trophy winners that came out of Woodrow. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. You did? Yes. Keeping secrets, man. No, I mean I thought like anyone that's been over here for a while is known. Oh my god! Yeah, the only one in the entire country, public high school in the entire country. Modern day has two, but they're a private school. They recruit their kids. They get to pick whatever kid they want. That's different. That is different. And that was what when we, we spoke with the Heisman Trust. That that was the part that they were like, "Whoa, that's way different." Like. You're getting some headlines with that. So we, yeah, talk about that more about the Heisman trance. Yeah, so before we get, yeah, so I mean, so when I got when my path to Woodrow, I didn't know anything about Woodrow. I knew nothing of Woodrow. I was in. Where did you grow up? I well, don't hold against me. I'm I'm, I'm an Oklahoman. I grew up in Oklahoma. (laughs) Where in Oklahoma? The Southwest area, Duncan area. I grew up in. I graduated high school with 48 kids. I'm from the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Um, You kind of sound like Camille a little bit. She's East Tennessee. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. I I work some some guys from Tennessee. They yeah they they have pretty. They're they're as thick as I am on the accent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you know, whenever I was at Frisco Lone Star, I'll never forget. I mean, it was like January, I think, when when Coach Benedetto had left and it was like January 31st I'll never forget our mercy in the tweet and uh, our head coach at the time came in he was like hey man you interested in Woodrow because he had been in Dallas he knew what Woodrow was and Mm. I was like man I don't know if I want to go to Dallas I don't know man you know there's certain reputations because you don't live here I don't. I, we just moved closer, so I'm about okay. 25 minutes up the road now. Oh, that's good because so, you were like an hour. Oh uh, yeah, that was rough, but <laughs> you know we're good now. So again, man, this is my dream job. We're, we're going to do whatever we can to be closer and sure. do all that stuff. But anyway, so when he immediately told me about the job, I was like, man, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, about a month went by, and I. I I honestly didn't ever really follow up anymore with it. You know, we just kept went back to work. And then one day I'm sitting there and I get an email in my inbox and it's from a, you talk about community sport, a community member from Woodrow Wilson community in East Dallas. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Right. And 
it pops up and I'm like, what in the heck is this? I click it and I'm reading it and he, and the person, I'm not going to name him because he's, y'all would probably know what I'm talking about, but I started reading this and he is putting together this thing of all these things about the school, the community. I'm like, what? So I go into Rayburn, Jeff Rayburn is uh, who I'm talking about. I would go into Coach Rayburn's office. And I'm like, hey, dude, maybe I am interested in the Woodrow job. Yeah. And so I email him back. I ended up talking to, at the time, Michael Moran, who was the principal. And, uh, you know, low, you know, two weeks later, I'm the head football coach and athletic director at Woodrow Wilson. Wow. And, and part of, I mean, honestly, a big part was the tradition, the history of the school, the community cool. that you know, that I would, that was obviously drew me to the job in the school. And, and I look back on that. That was a God thing in my eyes, man. That, that wow. was not by accident. I mean, you talk about the passion I have. It's like, there's a reason I am here that goes much deeper than just being a head football coach and an AD, which I've always wanted to be, but I want to be where he wants me to be. And that right. this, there's not any like question marks about, man, I don't know if this is right. No, this is the right place and the right thing at the right time. And so since then, obviously, I've gotten to learn the history of the school and just the community. And it goes beyond athletics. And I can let Hunter talk more about that. He's like an encyclopedia of knowledge about Woodrow (laughs) and the incredible history of this school. So, Hunter, go ahead and go through some of the Rolodex here of the people. Oh, man. Oh, Uh, my goodness. The the two obvious, like, low-hanging fruit is Davey O'Brien and Tim Brown, two Mm -hmm. Heisman Trophy winners. Which we always like tr- tie in the college best college quarterback award is named after Davy O'Brien also, and so you think about a guy that had so much impact on the college game, not only winning the Heisman, but they named that trophy after him in the Davy O'Brien Award also. But then you look. We talked at, about that with yes, the uh, Juliet Fowler, Fowler community. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. And then I'm a big car guy. Like I love Mustangs, Cars. and so specifically Mustangs. Like I'm a big Mustang guy, and okay. so I found out Carol Shelby who. Like yes. the namesake of the AC Cobra, Ford versus Ferrari, Carroll Shelby. Yes. Like, he's a Woodrow Wilson alumni. Yeah. What? You know, yeah. I, a fanboyed. <laughs> I, I did Isn't that not crazy? believe. Uh-huh. What? He's yeah. just, and by the way, he's just getting started. Wait till oh, you yeah. hear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve Miller of the Steve Miller band. Yeah, he lived yeah. in, we had, so. He lived down the street. He lives right oh, really? a few houses down. What? Wow. Did. Or did. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. saying, oh, yeah. what no, are we no, doing no, here? No, no. <laughs> so did. Vince Vicente, a great friend, uh, he lives right down the street from us, so he yeah. lives in that house. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We did the house, okay. yeah. So he was on the show. You should go back and listen to the episode. That's awesome. No I will. I will. I will. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, his name has escaped me, the bass player for ZZ Top. Yep. And so, like, when we went to the... Wait. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. No. And so... Our Chris Ramirez is an incredible, like he's one of our coaches. Coach Fish mentioned him earlier. He does an incredible job with graphics and things like that. And we did a hype video for the state track meet for one of our athletes. And he he had a oh my gosh, what was it? It was LaGrange. one of the yeah. It was like the intro to Lagrange was the background music of this hype video. It was so cool because he was just throwing throwing all these East Dallas things into the video. Um, on the adult side of things, Mariano Martinez, inventor of the frozen margarita machine. Woodrow right there Wilson. in Deep Ellum. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Deep yeah. It was in Deep Ellum. It, it yeah. Was, um, yeah, and those are kind of the major ones. Yeah, you're a, welcome, world. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. And then we just found this one out not too long ago. There's a guy who won the Masters and the U.S. Open um, back in the 40s, and I what? can't remember his name either, but that one, it's like, so you have a, a school that's had two Eisman Trophy winners, uh, Carol Shelby, Steve, like two rock stars, 
and somebody who's young, uh, won the Masters. It's unbelievable just the, the broad array of things. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about the culture <laughs> of the school and these things. Like, And so when we find this stuff out, so immediately, for me, like I understand too, like perception matters, right? right. And, and if I'm up the road 25 miles and I don't know any of this stuff, like how does that happen? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we got the job, you know, I told these guys like, Dude, first of all, this is no longer just Woodrow Wilson High School. This is Heisman High. Yeah. Like, we are going to be Heisman High. Like, that's who we are. Like, you have to grasp the unique things of the, of who you are and the community you are. And share the and, story. And share the story. Like, and ultimately, what people don't realize is that by sharing that story, by getting that attention, eyes, if you will, views, if you will, and, and not that it's about that. It raises a standard of experience for the kids yes. that are entering your school here in 2023 by guys that were in the school or women that were in the school 50, 60, 70 years ago. Think about the impact of that. Huge. Just, the, just that alone and what it could create for a second grader that's sitting over at Mockingbird Elementary right now by the time they get mm-hmm. here. If we can build this thing into what we believe it can be, and I think that like you want to hear about passion, like you talk about Chris Ramirez. Like we, when we talk about the potential of what this could be, wow. I, I don't think we even really truly understand. And a lot of it has to do with the people we look in the past at and what has been built into the culture and into the community of, of the just incredible humans that have walked that school and, and impacted that school that now we get to carry the torch of making sure, number one, we honor that and now we build on it. You can and, take it forward. Yeah. yeah and, and so like, that's what we're trying to do. And so, um, and it's starting to pick, you know, we talked about the Heisman and, and just even in, in the athletics world of, you know, media and things of that nature, I, I think there's, there's a buzz about the things happening here. And, and, you know, we, we mix in a lot of success on the field and, and on the court and things that we're doing. And then you keep graduating great kids like, you know, Isaac and I, who is, he's going to be a high jumper at LSU. Like, um, very uh, cool. uh, awesome. Xavier last night, um, yeah. playing for the Jets. Um, you know, went to SFA, got drafted. He, he played for the Jets last night. Uh, you did a great job swimming. How about that? Yeah, I, I didn't even know Woodrow had to swim. Oh, yeah. By the way, you know, Campbell Chase, who, again, more people need to know who she is. She will be an Olympian someday. Wow. wow. Like, she is already in the Olymp- competing in the Olympic trials as a 16-year-old teenager. Good I watched night. her last summer swim against Katie Ledecky. Like, what? Hold wow. on. Yeah. This is all happening at this little minute. comprehensive 5A high school in East Dallas. Like, it is the coolest thing, man. That I mean, I get, I get fired up about it. So let, let me ask you all a serious question, though, because this is uh, primarily in the South and, and how we just do things. The s- schools that are in the suburbs, okay, guys, to say they're well-funded is an understatement. Ooh, they are very well-funded. I mean, you're talking, you gotta they tell me. 10, 20 <laughs> Fifty million dollar stadiums. Yep. Yeah. I mean, right here. I mean, some of the baseball fields, guys. It was shocking. Isn't it? Yeah. Completely. You're just like, wait a minute. What? What's going on here? I know. Yeah. And okay. Poor Woodrow doesn't even have a stadium. Disd over here. <laughs> wait, they guys, need one. No, seriously. Do you feel like you're you're not you can't compete? Here, here, here's what seriously. I will tell you. And I do mean this seriously because I take this very serious with our kids coaches we have zero victims in our program we have challenges but we don't have victims if i ever allow my stadium 
my facility to ever be the crutch that gets to be the culprit of holding us back from what we're trying to accomplish, shame on us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, would it help us? No question. Sure. If we had an indoor facility to go to and we got kicked off the field at 10 a.m. yesterday because of the uh, little temperature gauge on that they measure the temperature and whether it's safe to practice or not would have helped us yesterday, it sure would have. Instead, we had to go into a gym and kick volleyball out of the way so that we could go in and practice. Is this for football? It is, yeah. And so then you tie that into like baseball. What happens when it rains? Where are y'all going to go? Mm-hmm. Well, don't really have anywhere to go. Wow. Right? When you look at a deeper level of the challenges we face facility-wise, from funding-wise, what I've told our coaches is they're not going to come in tomorrow and erect a stadium. Mm-mm. If they do, that would be awesome, and it would help us tremendously. I don't understand the disparity, to be honest with you. Like, why is Frisco and, or South Lake or any of those different than DISD? Well, I, I mean – I don't get it. I don't know if we have enough time to get into all that, but I'm, I'm – at a surface level – what I would say is, is that first, I think at any district unit, and I've been blessed enough to be in some really good ones. I've been, you know, and, and obviously blessed enough to be in some not good ones. I've learned a lot in both. The philosophy of those districts is different at each one. Okay. Right? So when I guess, man, it's been a decade. I mean, a decade ago, whenever I got to Frisco, I was told because I, I didn't understand the multi high school district. Like I didn't understand like what what does that mean? Makes mm-hmm. sense, yeah. And basically, the philosophy was they're going to build schools, they're going to make them the same for every single zone feeder zone within Frisco ISD. Mm-hmm. The every gym, every field, every school. There's some little differences here and there aesthetically. But at the bones of them, they're all going to be the same for all kids. They're going to keep the school small. They're going to keep building high school after high school after high school to keep it at a 5A level so kids can have an experience, a great high school experience doing whatever it is they please. If I want to be in the band, if I want to be in football, if I want to be a baseball kid, they can do it all, right? That was the idea. Um, You know, I think, you know, people argue newer is better. Times have changed. I mean, our building was built in 1928. It's a historical landmark. Yeah, can't mess with it. It's a historical landmark. Oh, it's almost 100 years old. Yeah. 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 They're limited to what they could do. You're limited to what you can do to your building. Mm -hmm. They added on to it. Um, I could get into the whole thing about the athletic facility and the way it was built and the challenges of the people that did that, but I would not disparage someone that is not here to defend themselves. But I will tell you this, it was not done well um, Mm -hmm. in the planning. It's Mm -hmm. pretty, but the planning of it was not done well. Um, Mm. it's created a lot of challenges. You talk about baseball. I mean, like I said, we don't even have our own field. We have to lease it from the city, Yeah. right? Well, now we're getting into a district uh, issue between Dallas ISD and the city of Dallas and how they operate between each other. And none of us in this room that are ever going to be sitting in those meetings with those people and how that happened, right? We're we're literally in a a 35-year lease agreement with the city. (laughs) In, In one of the highest I don't even know what the word is that land over there is no one's selling it no no one's selling they got you man like Uh you for the next 35 years you will not be able to write a check large enough to get out of that lease Mm -mm. and so when you think about it in terms of the philosophy of the district one but also in you know, just a matter of the ins and outs of and ongoings of decisions that are made. At the end of the day, none of the coaches at Woodrow Wilson High School are going to be able to be the ones to make those decisions. We can voice yeah. our opinion. We can voice sure. our displeasure. 
But the mindset of anybody that works there or any kid that goes there is, man, we won't ever be a victim to it. And it's an easy out. It's an easy thing to look at and see. It's a challenge, man. It is. But I think it's our jobs to overcome. I mean, to, just to stay competitive in most of the sports nowadays, you, I mean, some of these schools have oh, their training oh, yeah. facilities. Or, yeah. yeah. Look at Melissa High School. Look at Lovejoy yeah. High School. Look at Anna High School. Look at all these schools. Now, I will tell you this. You, know, you, you said South Lake. A lot of these districts, too, are one-horse towns. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about that, right? Yeah, that's like, true. that's yeah. different, right? Like, yeah. if I'm in, you know, Melissa, Texas, well, the only thing that matters is Melissa, right? Right. Dallas is, I don't know what it, what it is now. I mean, obviously, a top 10, you know, largest city in the country. You know, you're dealing with 22, com- you know, different high schools with a, you know, circular uh, zone that you're splitting these high schools up and trying to keep kids at a level in which they can go into the building and you're you know you, you can't build here you can build there some schools have room yeah, you're landlocked. we're landlocked yeah. Yeah, right? like where are we going to go well, where are they going to build it and yeah. I, there's a lot of ideas out there i'll give you a perfect example right now we're in a kind of um process um the green space over at long um right on the east uh, west side the of the football school. thing correct so yeah. that's and that's not a football thing that's a so where the football field is, right north of there, there's a green space area. It's just grass. And so they're looking at putting a practice field there for okay. sports, for PE classes, for band, for because we don't have any space, right? And mm-hmm. so they're also looking at building lights for us on the on the field because we don't even yeah. have lights on our practice field. So, Which is absolutely insane. It's crazy, right? Now. right? I mean, yeah. just, come on, Paula Blackman. She was on our show. Yeah. She could help us out. I'm not calling anybody out. John Fish is the lover of East Dallas. And yes. That is it. No, pa- pa- Paula is a, a great human. Her and um, Paul Ridley. Yeah. That's out of his district. Yeah, it is. That's not in yeah. his district. But Paula Blackman wants to do everything that she can. She oh, can. She, does. she can. She can. But, she knows. Some, but she's you're limited, limited by funds. And, and yeah, the she's problem, even limited. Oh, they all are. And, that's, and the problem with DSD, too, they can't give to one school. Like It's nope. very political. Right. They have to it give is. to all the schools and help them all. And a lot of these schools, are like Witcher, are so old. They, yeah. They're putting a lot of work into they them. Are. And they are. And they've done construction up there all summer. We yeah. had to deal yeah. with yeah. it and try to figure out ways around it. But one of the things that I think was interesting when I came to Woodrow, too, that I know Hunter can attest to as well, is like I had never been in a, in a a district where things were so politically tied to mm-hmm. um, the city and the city councilmen and the people that represent these districts. And I, listen, man, as a country boy from Oklahoma that didn't know anything about politics, boy, I got a freaking deep dive over yeah. the past year oh, and talked to people and been in offices that I never dreamed I'd be in trying to fight for our school, right? Trying to get things done like the green space, like the lights, like things like that, you know, and obviously the, the, high in the sky is to build a stadium to build baseball and a softball field that belongs to Woodrow Wilson High School Um, ultimately we'd like to build an indoor athletic facility that all of our sports would have access to Mm -hmm. Um, so we're not all on top of each other I mean if y'all y'all would be sitting there going like rubbing your eyes looking at my Google Drive of the schedules that we have just for practices because we can't all go at the same time right and and that's the things that people don't think about at Melissa High School no issues. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has Go their spot. Go use your field. Go use your spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's raining? Oh, well, we have a 100-yard indoor football. You take that half. Baseball, you take that half. Hey, cheesy-peasy, everybody's happy. Let's go to work, right? God. You don't have that here. And mm-hmm. so you're constantly working with each other. And kudos to our coaches, man. Our coaches work so good together for our kids because obviously we all know that at the end of the day, it's not about my practice or your practice. It's about these kids getting able to 
find a way to get some work in to be able to compete, like you right. say. Right. Now, so back to your original question, is that something that's going to hold us back? Maybe. Yeah. But I don't want to ever get into a place where I allow that to be a variable in the equation of success for our kids. Well, because you're looking at it from the uh, the longer uh, picture for that, the bigger picture for them, right? Mm-hmm. After school, because realistically, when we talk about like, are you, I'm worried about our kids. I mean, the things that they're facing in the world today, man, there's going to be a billion reasons not to succeed. No doubt. I mean, it is just, I mean, and hopefully just not having a, the practice field will be like yeah. one of the easier yeah. things they okay. have to come up with. Yeah. yeah. Deal, yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, the best really, thing you can do for kids these days is keep them busy. Yeah. No they doubt. do not need no idle time. No. They we need find to ways be to do busy. That. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, but the, the, that is, I mean, and it sucks because for you guys, the wins and losses, you know, I'm not, you know, you were talking before in the first part of the show how it's a byproduct of a great program, but we do have to look at that and say, why aren't you guys winning? Right. Why, you know, because wins and losses, that does help get it, attention. It, Matt, well, it's what we talked about. You know, I came in last year and I said, boy, if we go two and eight, all this stuff I'm telling them ain't going to matter. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna matter yeah. you gotta have some success man you got yeah. to and then, but that's completely somewhat well not completely out of your hands but that okay did you get in a good group of talented sure kids? yeah that matters i mean all that kind of stuff matters right. but the reality is is we right when we took over i mean the 2022 class was full of you know they had what two division one athletes that left that group i mean they lost a oh, yeah. large portion of great athletes over there in football in football and mm-hmm. so I mean, we're going to look at it like we have a really good quarterback. We got some good skill kids. You know, we're, we're, we had areas of need. But again, I just think that if, if the adults in the room operate with a mindset of like it's about the program, it's about the culture you're building, that, that success, that, that winning will happen. Now, we end up going five and six. Am I happy about that? No. But did we, did we surpass a level of success that, most thought we would and we did right you know maybe the records don't look the same from year to year but it goes back to what do you define success is and now obviously the next hurdle for us is getting out of the first round of the playoffs right like last year we're in a one score game with south oak Cliff, who's a two-time state champion now we're in a one score game with them with what four minutes left in the fourth quarter you know maybe eight minutes left i don't know we're late late in the game with kids that should not have been in a one score game with them late in the game right well how why is that happening right it can be about our facilities. It can't be, and that not that we're having with a loss, but we were at a place there as a coaching staff and as a program where you're going, we're right there. Wow, we're right there, man. Like, look at what's happening right now. And so, had I ever made a part of that conversation, well, man, if we got that one day of practice when it was raining, said so having to be That's in the gym, not, yeah. right? It can't be about that, right? It's got to really be about the program. Now, you needed some success. We had some of that, right? You look at our programs throughout the athletic department, we're having success. I think where I'm hoping to change the culture with these guys, with the culture of our coaches, is taking it beyond a standard of good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our teams are going to win. I had this conversation with some of the baseball parents. Whether the baseball coach that was there last year, the baseball coach that's there next year, if you look over a the past five years as far as programs at our schools, we're winning. Right now, how do so? So it can't be about the number of wins. It's for us. It's about playoffs. It's about getting through the first round of the playoffs for volleyball. Getting to that third round, that mm-hmm. fourth round, and 
moving the bar. That has nothing to do with facilities. You said it earlier. It helps when you got good kids that walk through your door. But if your program is not being built on a standard that you're raising that every single year, and I talk about state championships, I'm not afraid to do that. Like, why else are we doing this, right? Like, right. Well, why, it, it can't be just good enough that, man, we're the best in Dallas. Well, that's not good enough, man. Yeah, you have to aspire to be right, know, but, better. Right, but aspiration, and this is what we talk about kids, like aspiration's not a want isn't enough. There has to be a system in place to allow you the chance right. to get there. That's where we come in. Right. That, and that, that goes back to, I mean, it's, I talk to these guys all about doing this the right way is like a bicycle chain. You take one link out, the bicycle stops working. Our system has to be in place and has to be running and it has to be doing everything it can to support the standard that we have for our kids to be able to attain that thing because it is attainable. It is. We believe that we know that. And so the work that goes, goes into it is something that keeps pushing that and pushing that and pushing that because we will never dictate the kids that we have. We'll never be able to dictate what happens at the park, at the, you know, right. on the field, right. but we can dictate when a kid steps into our program, did they get better? Did we raise that? And did we keep doing it from year to year? And if we're doing that in our system, we keep getting better and keeping that, that, that chain greased and all together, we will accomplish those goals. It naturally happens. I've seen it work. I, I know I, I've seen the DNA of how that can work, but it all has to go together from the relationship. We talked in the first portion of this, yeah. of how we approach our kids. Now you raise the standard. Now you got your systems in place. Now you have your expectations raised. And when your kids start having some success, you sprinkle that on top. And all of a sudden now it starts to grow roots. And next thing you know, that kid that's a sixth grader right now at Lakewood elementary, who his parents are sitting at home having a conversation about, well, do we want to go? I'm sorry, fifth, grader and they're about to be a sixth grader it means they're going to long middle school well honey this is the time we need to have a conversation right we're going to keep him in public school or we're going to take him over to bl or down to uh st thomas what what are we going to do i don't know man i see good things happening to woodrow you know let's go ahead and let's let's try it for a year yeah now it's on us in year two what is our focus taking over long middle school that's got to be our next thing so we put paul boyd there who's the athletic coordinator now who great great guy dude he is like yeah He's y'all need yeah. to have Paul in here. You yeah. know, he's an East Dallas guy. Yeah. Paul is amazing. Yeah. He's a he is the perfect person Boy, for middle he. school kids, yeah. man. Wears yeah. a mullet, wears <laughs> bolo ties. Yeah, the uh, like, you know, Kanan loves Boyd. So I, yeah. find me a kid that yeah. doesn't. Yeah. That's it's exactly just, what you need gosh. in middle school. It's exactly yeah, that, what you need. That's a super cool way to look at it because at the end of the day, that's like life, right? Like yeah. you know, you're that's always it. gonna have these challenges. There's always gonna be someone yeah. that's, that's that are funded or mm-hmm. you know yeah. whatever but it's never going to change no can you can you create something out of your garage yeah you know basically right, right? right. like can you overcome these obstacles because at the end of the day in the fourth quarter at that football game you ain't thinking about the practices you didn't have sure right. sure yeah, that ain't you're thinking, that, you're thinking yeah. of, of look where we are yeah, like it, we, it, yeah, it, it's, and, and we can even get we we can win this game. We can we're, do it. We're right there. We're right and, there. Now, yeah. and now yeah. you have something in year two. Go all right, guys. You see, it can be done, and now they dig in a little deeper because yeah. they know it's yeah. it's it, there, there's truth to it, right? right? And so, and you start the, attracting those, you start attracting the families and the kids that's because it. they want to be a part of something that's like it. that. Yeah. And, and I think too, and I think this is where high school athletics and just public school in general is such a strange world because now athletically we see this, you know, we're starting to see growth and a rise when you want to keep building that. But at the same time, now I'm working hand in hand with Chandra Barnett, our principal and going, okay, we got to do it over here too. 
Yeah. Listen, man, it like it can't be this and it can't yeah. be this. Like we've got to keep building this thing together right. because when you do that and they're both doing it, now that dinner table conversation with you and your wife has got nothing to do about what like you're not even having the conversation anymore about whether your kid's gonna go to a public school or a private school, right? right. Like it, right. It, how can we remove that from the conversation? Because I'll tell you, you know, Coach Hensler gave us a great list of great people that have graduated from Woodrow. You ought to hear the stories and this, the, the names of the people that did not graduate from Woodrow but started at Woodrow. Really? Or were supposed to go to Woodrow that did not go to Woodrow. Wow. And that, that is really – we celebrate the people that graduated and we mourn for the ones that didn't mm. because those are the kids that are driving us to, dude, I don't know who's sitting at Mount Auburn right now, but I – we have to have the chance to experience them and they experience this because if they get to, it'll change their lives. Yeah. Man, yeah. what a philosophy. Yeah. You'd be a motivational it. speaker. I know. <laughs> no, yeah, I just, I mean, but no, but taking, taking that same mentality to any business or your life is, right. is, is a good thing. It's a positive thing. It's how you should look at things. I mean, to be honest with it's you, it's hard for me to talk to people that don't, I get frustrated with them. Oh, I, man, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Like, yeah, it, yeah. because I don't know any other way to live. No, you know what? I was literally about <laughs> to say that exact same thing. I literally don't have another way to live my life. I, right. I, I don't know. That's just how I'm wired. Yeah, it's sad if you're not. I mean, right. and, I would, and anybody that I've ever come into contact with those, like I'll, I'll give you the perfect example. Like when when Miss Barnett took over, there were a lot of teachers that were dis. I don't say disgruntled. That's not the word. They weren't happy in their current sure. place in life. Sure. Change it. Yeah, change it. Change it. Yeah. Like if you're not happy, you're living a life that you can't be passionate about. Change, change your it. environment, man. Yeah. Like, cause you're wasting yourself. Like, and it can't be like, like I love being at Woodrow. Woodrow's not for everybody, right? It's not. Yeah. And that's okay. Like go find what yeah, you go, find, go it. find it, yeah. man. Like go find it. Yeah. You know, don't try to take it down. You know, I think that's where we're at right now, even in our communities to talk about the school, you know, like there's so many people out there that it's easy to say what they're not doing. Right. Or they're, you yes. know, well, we see this or we yeah. see that or we, this, that. Man, first of all, let's talk more about what we're doing right, yeah. right? Let's not talk, let's not, you know, focus all the attention on all the things that aren't going right. Let us do that. Let the leadership change that. Let us be better about that. Let us find avenues of success in those areas that we're coming up short. Be a, either be a part of the solution or go change your situation and go find the place that you need to be at. Because, you know, having adults, whether it's a teacher in the classroom, a coach on the field, that is unhappy in their current place is only going to hurt your kids. It's only going to hurt your community. It's going to hurt your school. It's going to hurt the kid, same kid I talked yeah. about in Mountain Auburn. It's going to hurt hurt that kid too. Yeah. And so I think right now we're in a place where we're collectively putting more and more pieces together to continue to build that. And yeah. if we do that, that stuff we're talking about is going to happen, man. And like I said, I want people, I want Hunter Hensler's of the world that, man, he wakes up every day with this cup of coffee, ready to freaking go to work. This dude loves the school and he loves the kids, man. We need mm -hmm. people like that, man, that they love yeah. where they're at, right? Yeah. yeah. And nothing against people that aren't. Like No, but you're right, though. And, and you know what? Thinking like that, I think you and I actually had this conversation a while back, Camille. It, there's a freedom in thinking like kind of like we do. There, it's You feel free to just, oh, like I can kind of just do whatever I want? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like you can, <laughs> you yeah, can, you yeah. can actually change your life. Sure. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people have to be led there. And, it's true. and guys like y'all, like, 
honestly, and being around Camille and Jerry, her husband, and other people that I've, you know, I've surrounded myself with, man, it's like, it's kind of like it gives you hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, this is so cool because you have three kids, Camille, uh, that are successful. You know, Roby's ridiculously brilliant. That kid's not even like... (laughs) Like, he's public school yeah. he's oh, public school yeah. all oh, of mine are public public high school so. yeah I mean but but where's Roby now uh, getting ready to start Columbia Columbia awesome. wow. but his is awesome. you know I mean just her kids and then so it's like you take these people with the same mentality and if you put them together either as friends or at, at a workplace and you're able to uh, inspire the young people yeah you're doing something no doubt you're doing something and that within itself is meaningful yeah, I I used to tell my wife all the time because I'd come home frustrated. I didn't understand. I just don't understand why a coach wouldn't want to do that. Why wouldn't he want to go get that kid? Why wouldn't he want to go the yeah. extra mile? Why wouldn't I? Don't understand. And, she, and she's like, "You're driving me crazy." And and it would almost make me like envious sometimes of those people yeah. that were just okay in life. Like I'm just I'm okay yeah. with my job. Man, that dude, I, because yeah. there's no like yeah, that dude it. don't have any frustration. Don't have any like because but man, and I'm joking. Like, I would never want to live my life that way. No. But there right. are sometimes I'm like, man, I'm a little bit envious of you. Like you can just wake up every day and just be like, man, whatever about life, man. Like I, I wouldn't. That's not in me. No, like, I don't have it in I me. Met, I met that guy in Hawaii one time. He was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not kidding you. So he's he's sitting there and he's he's uh, making the sand like kind of level, and he was just making beads. Okay, so he's just sitting there. He's got long dreads. He's probably 184, and it looks he's been sitting out in the sun for you know 70 years or whatever, right? And he's got his beads together. He's got a big old doobie in his. Can I say doobie? I, I think doobie. so, yeah. Doobie in his mouth, and I'm like, man, that guy either won or lost. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but that guy figured it out one way or the other. Yeah. And I'm like, but then it goes to this, this mentality that we're kind of just wired to do better, do yeah. more, yeah. inspire, sure. have impact. Have impact. You know? impact. Impact, have impact on the on. The kids, the future, yes. right? right? No and that's that's our kids. Yeah, you can yeah. have a great life. Go yeah. get it. Go get it, man. Go get it. Yeah, yeah. every option man. is here yeah. for all of you, man. Yeah. Dude, this is uh, this is inspiring, man. Will you come back on the show anytime? Yeah, I, I want it. Let's talk to him after the season. Let's see if he's still this fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Any predictions well, for how, how are we going to do this year? We have a chance to have a really great year. I, I mean, well, I talked about taking the step forward, you know, getting through that first round of the playoffs. We, I mean, we've got a senior quarterback that is one of the top quarterbacks in the state. Oh, yeah. um, our entire offensive line, we started three sophomores. And for those of y'all that don't know, I mean, that's not a good thing when you start in sophomores yeah. on a Friday night, they're especially young. on the offensive line. They're young. They've never played football, and it showed last year. Um, they're a year better because of it, though. Yeah. You know, yep. and so we return all that we return four starters up front. I mean, so that immediately we get better there. Uh, we graduated some really good skill kids last year, um, okay. and Graydon Thompson, Cyrus Taylor, uh, Jamel Tony Black, who broke the school record in receiving last year, um, which Crazy. is a big deal. Yeah, same high school Tim Brown went to. Um, but you know, we graduated a good group of skill kids. We were a little young in that area, but super talented Um, and so they're they're gonna have to grow up a little bit if that happens defensively I mean we're loaded I'm just gonna be honest with you like we got I mean everywhere on there we return seven I think defensively is that right seven or eight seven or eight defensively um, that from a defense it was already pretty dang good Um, on that side the defensive line's a little bit young too there Um, but again I I think 
you've got the makings. And I think anytime you go from year one where you got a brand new staff, brand new systems, brand new sure. way of doing things, year two is always a step forward. Now, predicting you know outcomes, our non-district is tough. We're playing three 6A schools and a top five 5A school Oof. in our non-district. But, hey – we want to play those teams, right? Yeah. It goes yeah. back to that standard we're exactly. talking about, right? Like, yep. we can go beat some team that's no good, or we can go challenge ourselves against people in our non-district schedule that prepares us for that first round of the playoffs when we see that team again, right? Yep. And yeah. so, again, it's the mentality of these kids of, like, that's where we belong, right? Yeah. And and it's nothing against Dallas ISD. It's nothing against a team in our district or anything of that nature, but we want to challenge our kids at every opportunity we get. We get. And nice. so, because that changes the mindset, it changes the view of who you are, um, um, and so for us, man, we, we, I mean, we talk about eating playoff turkey. Y'all ever eating playoff turkey? <laughs> no. Playoff, so you made it to the, well, now it's the second round. It used to be the third round of the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, you play on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh gotcha. Yes. Playoff turkey is, is right. the best turkey you will ever eat. Yes, that's true. To get to practice on Thanksgiving Day is a, yeah. I know people, a lot of people yeah. are like, Oh, would you want to do that? Oh, it is no. the coolest. It's, a big deal. it's yeah. the coolest thing yeah. in the world to get to do that. Um, and and I always tell our kids, you know, we talk about our parent meeting, man. We're going to eat playoff turkey. That's one of our our goals of the season: eat playoff turkey and ultimately be playing on December twenty third at AT and T Stadium for state Amazing. championship. I love it. Me too. Go Wildcats. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, gosh. So crazy. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank uh, you guys. guys, thank you all for yeah, coming thank in. Thank you all. all for having us. I mean, seriously, this is like, um, you know. These kids are lucky to have y'all. Oh, man. Like, huge. It, I mean, and in, in East Dallas is lucky to have you, too. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, man, where else are you going to get this kind of. You know, you ain't going to get it somewhere else. I ain't no. going to name. Look, I'm a, I'm a suburbial dropout. So I was telling <laughs> buddy. And so, you know, I I love this area, and um, and but this is why. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. be honest with you, it's the people. Yeah, we 100%. we appreciate that, it, and it's we just got done with our week long coaches meetings, and it says on the front page of our coaches manual, any coach that ever works at Woodrow Wilson High School has to understand that this is the greatest privilege yeah. we have ever been given in our lives, Gosh. and we truly mean that. It's on the front page, and that's the way we approach our job every day. It is. It doesn't matter what challenge happens, no matter what happens. We get to do this. It's yeah. a privilege to get to serve these kids in this community. I mean, it's the yeah. best place I've ever ever been. Man, love it. Makes me feel good that sending Canaan over there, huh? Yes. Yeah. Told you. We love Canaan. Yeah. Canaan's a good kid. Okay. Well, hey, thank you guys. Thank uh, you seriously. All. I mean, I could sit here and talk to you guys for another four hours. Seriously. But, I know. Um, but I know you got to get home to your families and all that stuff. You're gonna get. In- in some traffic a bit. Uh, I know some back roads will be all right. Yeah. I don't have an hour drive anymore, so I'm oh, good. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, Camille, man. Wow. Good show. Great show. Uh, we know it's long. It's worth it. All right, Camille, that's all I got for this week. What in East Dallas is going on? I don't know. Stick around. We'll find out. See you guys.